I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Hello and welcome to the Half-Backed Podcast, the first of the 2024 season. I'm your host, Tim Williams. Also with me is NRL 100-plus gamer, former Raiders and Dragons halfback Sam Williams. Sam, welcome back to the show for 2024. Yeah, welcome. It's uh, good to be along. It's nice to be talking um, footy once again. It's nice to be back on the uh, on the podcast and trying to find some winners. I know you've been talking all that fake sports fantasy stuff that you do all the time, but we've got real money on it now. Um, and I know that I've just alienated 85% of our listeners, but it's, uh, it's good to be... Um, this is where it really counts. This is where we are either eating noodles or we're taking the missus out for a uh, beautiful uh, steak and red wine and we're in the good books. So this is where it matters. Yeah, good to see that there's uh, now a grand total of four people still listening to the podcast after that one, but that's all right, mate. Hey, how's the off-season? We know that uh, at the back end of last year, was your first year out of the NRL, Captain coaxed the, the Queanbeyan Kangaroos to grand final glory. You've been headhunted by a bunch of coaches a bunch of clubs, I should say, all over the country. Uh, how's how's post-NRL life going for you? Going well, uh, going really well. Um, yeah, went, uh, we won the comp last year with the Queanbeyan Kangaroos, which was extremely exciting. Um, I think it was a really helpful transition coming out of the NRL and still being able to do that, uh, still being able to be involved with the game. And you just take so much responsibility on when you're doing the captain coach. When you're playing in the NRL, you worry about getting yourself to the game and how you how you prepare individually, all the little things, that's all you're worried about. As a coach, you're worried about a um, squad of 20-odd players and getting them to the game and getting them in the best mindset. And there's just so much more that goes to it um, than just worrying about yourself. So, uh, yeah, it was very pleasing to have won it. Uh, it does get the monkey off the back. And uh, same again this year, back with the Queen Bean Roos. Yeah, there's some opportunities uh, outside of... Um, of, of local football, but uh, for the time being, uh, it's another year with the Roos. Yeah, and you had to tell a bunch of these big clubs that you couldn't afford to uh, let it interrupt and and combine with the uh, the half that podcast commitment. So we're lucky to have you here, mate. Next up, XTAB data analyst, head of analytics at KO Sport, James Hughes. Had a baby girl this week, so he is unavailable for this oh, week's Husey. podcast. Husey is a first-time father. Uh, so congratulations to him. Hughesy will be back on deck. Don't know if it'll be next week. Don't know if it'll be the week after. We'll see how he's going with the little bubba. But very happy for Hughesy. And, yeah, we'll get him back at some stage for his insights. For those new to the Half-Backed Punting Podcast, 
Of course, we are here to find a few winners along the way, but there's also a bit more to it than just punting. Obviously, growing up with Sam, I got the insights into his brilliant footy mind time and time again. SC Paper being pretty super coach, well, pretty heavily super coach based uh, over the years, it allows us to talk a bit of straight footy and get inside Sam's head in a good way, that is, talk the technical side of rugby league and give some of these NRL player insights uh, that you probably wouldn't get elsewhere, hard to get out of the media at times uh, on this podcast, as I said, while hopefully trying to fill the pockets a little bit as well. We've got three views. We've got an NRL player, a data analyst, when Hughes is, of course, on board, and whatever you'd like to call me, let's go with a journalist. This season, we'll be back dropping our ROIs, our profit and losses, whatever it takes to keep us accountable, adding a leaderboard to the show each week, starting from next week, a few futures bets this week. Uh, Of course, the Vegas games as well, which a lot of uncertainties around those. So on today's show, we do have futures bets, things like season top try scorer, among others. We'll take a nibble on a few of those Vegas markets and also drop our moral of the week with hopes to raise some cash for country footy. We'll explain that new edition at the back end of the show. Another thing very handy for this podcast, no affiliation with any betting company as it stands. So we've got a free reign to go and find the best odds available, which is much, much better. And when it does come to ROIs, tell you what, going across four or five or six bookies and trying to find the best odds makes it a lot easier. Whoever you are betting with, remember to do so responsibly. 18 plus only. What are you really gambling with? For free and confidential support, call 1-800-858-858. Sam, let's get stuck into it, mate. And we'll go with one of the big ones. The 2024 NRL top try scorer. Who have you come up with? Yeah, well, just on the back of that, it is good that we can slot ourselves across multiple bookies now and be able to really have a good look. Um, but for the right dollar value, we will simply go with whoever. So um, will, you just yeah. tell us. But um, at, as it stands, we can take a bit of value, uh, which is good for some of these futures bets. Top try scorer now. This plays into a little bit to this weekend, and it's the most boring top try scorer of all time. But I'm very bullish about Alex Johnson playing outside Jack Whiten, Cody Walker, and Latrell Mitchell on the left edge. Now, you can sit there and we can try and find some value and all and all this jazz, but Jack Whiten runs as a tougher line as any centre in the game. He's also played a lot of time in the halves, and he's got a nice soft set of hands. I just don't see how Alex Johnson, if he stays fit and Cody Walker stays fit, I don't know how he's not the top try scorer in the competition. Jeez, I like that. Again, uh, very adamant on it. Let's talk Jack White and Sam going across to the Bunnies. And, and you've spent, you know, a lot of your 100-odd NRL games would have been with Jackie White. And I think you debuted a little bit before him. <sighs> What do you think his best position is? Because we know he's won a Dalian medal as a 5'8". We've seen him play in his early days on the wing. We've seen him play, spend a bit of time at fullback, uh, and then at origin level, being one of the best on the field as a centre. Obviously, moving to that that golden left centre spot at the Bunnies this season. Again, he can do it all. What do you think his best position is? I think it depends which side you're in. I think for the Canberra Raiders, he's always been best position, has always been six because defensively, as well as uh, what he can do with the ball, I think he's so strong and he just ties up the left edge. So um, I think it definitely depends at the club. But when you go to somewhere like the Bunnies, Jacko playing in the centres outside Cody Walker, oh, I just can't. I, I think I'm so excited. It'll allow. Jacko to be able to clear his mind and just play footy. Now, we've seen him score tries where he just tucks it under the wing, comes off the left boot, and away he goes. Uh, we've seen him sweep. 
So there'll be there'll be times where the back row will lead for him, and he'll be at the back of the back row. There'll be times he'll lead for the back row down the short side. Um, I think that Jacko is in for a really really big year on the left edge. A, a clear frame of mind playing with his good mates uh, within Latrell, especially. Uh, I just think Jacko's in for a big year. But best position, I think it depends at the club. There's no doubt at the Bunnies, it's uh, left center. I love Jack in his earlier days. Even more so, like having spent time at 5'8 and really worked on his ball playing over the years as a fullback. I think he's so safe under the high ball. Defensively at the back, he's brilliant. Got the ball playing. I had just a little bit less pressure on him. Love him there, uh, but also keen to see him at centre. And of course, he's not really going to play there with Latrell. I have oh, that, also that left edge at the Barnies. You mentioned a few of them there. Keon Kalamatangi is also shifting from the right over to the left this season outside Cody Walker. I don't think that's a bad thing for the blokes on the outside either because it's often just a block runner uh, on the left there. They've gone dry arrow over to the right. I think that is a defensive ploy to put him with Lockie Elias, who gets targeted pretty hard uh, in defence. Anyway, my top try scorer for the season is Greg Marju, who I got $13 with uh, with the TAB. And I think, again, what we've touched on it time and time again last year, Marju scored in just about every freaking game last season because it is... Again, a really dominant left edge of the Newcastle Knights. It's Kalen Ponga's far stronger side on the left there. Marzu an absolute bulldozer. The Knights looked good, at least in their first trial, not so much the second one. Their depth looks fantastic. I think 13 bucks for Marju. He won't be impacted by Origin, you would imagine. So I think that's very, very good odds for big Greggy Marju. Sam, you've got another one in the top try scored category for us. Yeah, I do. Um, and uh, originally I had this jotted down and then I thought, no, nah, it's probably a bit short to, for a betting play. But as I said, we can slut ourselves around to different bookies <laughs> and one of these bookies is points bet. Um, $13 for Xavier Savage to be the Raiders' leading try scorer. So right now uh, with sports bet, you're getting $5 for Xavier to be the leading try mm. scorer. Swing yourself over the points bet, you get $13 about Xavier to be the leading try scorer. So Rapper's the favourite there at the moment. He's at $2. Rapper's playing fullback. Mm. I don't think he's going to score as many tries at fullback as he does on the wing. Um, so it depends how long that uh, that lasts, how long he plays there. I think Chevy Stewart will come in at some point. But if Rapper's there round one, um, now if Xavier starts the season well, the, the question mark, and this is where, where a couple of it, where there's a bit of an issue is if – Xavier starts the season slow and Rapper goes to the wing, he could be the one to miss out. At $5, I wasn't prepared to risk that. Yeah. At $13, I am prepared to risk that. The other question mark is, I think they're both strange and weeks, however that plays out over the next week or so, are both ball running five eights. At $5, I wasn't prepared to risk Xavier not seeing a lot of the football. The big thing for Xavier is you've got Seb Chris on his inside. And I think Seb had a massive year last year. And not only did he improve as a ball runner, his skills have improved. So I think you'll see him put Xavier away a lot of the time, moving the ball to that left edge, even early um, in the sets as well. So $13 for Xavier Savage to be the Raiders leading try scorer um, with points bet. I think that it's worth the punt. Yeah, I mean, tell you what, Samba, it's going to take... a fair offer coming from a bookie because when we can put value like that, $5 out to 13 makes life a little bit easier for us. I, on the same note, on another try scorer, this is a bit of a Hail Mary for the season and it's pretty similar to Xavier Savage in a few ways and it's Jackson Bolo at the Manly Seagulls. 
who I think is a solid NRL player. I don't think he's a star, but he's lobbed in one of the best positions in the NRL, and that is the left wing for the Manly Seagulls. Tom Trebojevic stays fit there. He could have an absolute absolute field day ball, though. He, we look back to 2021 where, again, it was, it was a different sort of year with the, the free reign on six agains and the really relaxed uh, way that referees were giving those away. So there was a lot of points scored in the season. But Tom Trebojevic for Ruben Garrick and Jason Saab, his wingers, particularly Ruben Garrick on the left, <clears throat> they it was just a free-for-all. They scored so, so many tries, broke records. Bolo at $46 on sports bet to be the top try scorer for the season. I went actually across other bookies and it went back as far as 150 to 1, 250 to 1, and I couldn't find odds on him. So 46 on sports bet, but if you are keen to have a little bit of a nibble on it, I'd recommend have a look at whatever you do, have a put your punts on and just calling them and saying, what can you get? Because I think you can, might be able to get closer to potentially triple figures uh, with Borlo on that one. So just wanted to keep a bit of an eye out for. Again, like yours, seem very speculative, but it is a Hail Mary and one that at the end of the season, he could have a ton of tries. Sam, next up for you, what have you got for us in terms of season futures? Just quickly, I don't speculate. I don't speculate. <laughs> I, I'm, this is clearly calculated decisions. Oh, so yeah. none of this speculating rubbish. Um, okay, I'm going to have to go to this. And um, if I've alienated fans by saying bad words and naughty things about um, fantasy sports. Um, hey, you're playing some games this year, so it's not all in, I know. I know. I'm going to have a side. Uh, let's see how that plays out. By round three, it could be it could be done again. But if I can start the season well, maybe I'll continue. Anyway, I think that the dogs at a dollar twenty five to miss the eight is an absolute moral. Now, <laughs> I don't have enough money to have the dogs to to have enough on the dogs missing it at a dollar twenty five. But Fangirl this weekend is $1.25, and they think that Fangirl, and I think Fangirl, is an absolute moral. I think the dogs are better value at $1.25 to miss the eight. I don't see how they – there's probably 10 or 11 sides who are really you – know, we can lock in nearly six to the top eight, and then there's a group of four or five. They're going to have to go extremely well, the dogs. I just don't see how they get in the top eight. There you go. Sure. I know that's not something crazy. It's a dollar twenty-five, but I just think <laughs> punning is about value. And if you think you can get better value than what the bookies have, then that's when you bet. So for the dogs at dollar twenty-five, well, you're going to have to have a few multis around that to make some value. But I don't know. I just don't see how there's any way that the dogs can make the eight. Look, Sam. People tune into this not to become mates with us. They tune in to find winners, and you're giving your thoughts on a winner. So there you go. I'm going to I can still be mates with dogs fans. <laughs> Doesn't mean you I mean can't. well. <laughs> this ties in very nicely with Jimmy Hughes has sent through a few of his plays for the season, and he went a bit of a value one that I will be honest, I sort of turned a bit of a. It, it surprised me. I wasn't thrilled with, but it's not my punt. It's Hughes's punt. He's got all this wonderful data around players and draws and everything you can imagine. Sam Hughes has the dogs to make the top eight at three dollars fifty. And he's not yeah, even. But Hughes is, yeah, nah, Hughes is just Hughes is just had a baby. He's got baby brain. He hasn't slept. He's been up for three days. Um, that's all. Right. I'll forgive you here, Hughesy. Yeah, yeah. Hopefully, we have him on next week. And what you, price is he getting? Three dollars fifty. Hughesy, <laughs> Hughesy, mate. I, 
In the same uh, sort of mould, my lock of the season, it's it's short, but it is also a lock. And you talk about value, Sam. The Penrith Panthers, across basically all bookies, this one was with TAB, $1.45 to make the top four. I know, you know, there could be premiership hangover, but there hasn't been for the last three years or four years, whatever the hell it's been. $1.45, mate, they could lose six of their starting side and they still probably make the top four. That has to be value, doesn't it? I probably agree, yeah. Dollar forty-five about that. Um, yeah, I agree. Yep. I think lock. So you're and keeping the, fans on side. <laughs> yeah, I, I am keeping fans on side. A dollar forty-five, boring. But as I said, we found plenty of value out in this podcast. I needed to lock something in somewhere. Uh, I also had around some season value. You touched on Jack White in there, Sam, at the bunnies, and they're a red hot chance this season. You can get them at eleven dollars to win the premiership on TAB. I'm not actually as keen on the minor premiership market just because they've got a lot of players out early in the season. Jackie White are missing the first few rounds. Um, Time Munro's out to about round four or five. Campbell Graham not to the back end of the season. I think if they can be fit and firing come finals time, they have an unbelievable team this year. So I think the Bunnies to win it at 11 is not bad. And Husey has gone, the Bunnies actually, to win the minor premiership at $10. Uh, what else did you have for us, mate? There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss plushcare.com slash weight loss burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping and that extends to their outdoor collection their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements featuring rust proof stainless steel hardware weather ready teak and quick dry foam cushions for memorial day get 15 percent off your burrow purchase at burrow.com slash acast and up to 25 percent off outdoor that's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. No, no more futures. I'm into Vegas now. Into Vegas. All right, I'll see. That might be me done for those as well. Let's get into Vegas. And we'll start off, Sam, with – I just want your thoughts, firstly, on the impact of the field because I know across a few different potties I've been on, there's been a lot of discussion on the impact it'll have on – Super coach on the game itself. It's obviously a different surface over there on the NFL playing service in Vegas. The big one for me is that the field is five metres thinner, which in my head just screams less, less points. The only thing that has stopped me going very hard around my punts around the impact of that five metres shorter and less points is that Peter Valandi's Intelligent man, he's there to sell the game to Americans. He doesn't really want a six-four final scoreline. I think he'll let the game. He'll have directions to the referees to let the game flow and keep it as exciting as possible. But how do you see the field impacting the the game itself? I think that the biggest impact this field is going to have is on your knees because you're going to lose so much skin off them over the first, over these eighty <laughs> minutes. I've played in uh, Witness there, 2017, and it was um, there was 
I know that the fields, some have some grass coming through it, some have no grass coming through, but, oh, God, you can't shower for a week after it. So you've got the old scrub brush out trying to get you better because every time it hits your knees, um, yeah, anyway, you, you, it will. there will probably be some players who come out of this with, um, with bark off them, but I've got no doubt this field over in the US is going to be pretty well... Um, set up to be able to handle this. I'm sure there'll be some grass coming through. It won't be all fake grass. So um, in terms of the actual game, I, I do believe that that narrowness will have some sort of impact on it. You won't have the room, obviously. But on the other side of things, if you go outside and you start stepping on on um, on concrete and then you try and step on soft grass, you can move a hell of a lot faster. So that'll get to one of my plays later on. But what it does do, it, it speeds the game up. Uh, there will be, yeah, it'll, it'll be lightning quick. It will be, it will be very quick. You'll probably see some more tired bodies on the back of this. So I think that impact might, um, might just, yeah, outweigh the the fact that it's going to be a narrow field. Yeah. And what about the Vegas concept in general? Obviously, a big move uh, for the NRL to take this over there. Having a crack at expanding the game into America has been met with critics, people backing it, all sorts of different views. How do you see it? I'm a fan of it. I just think that they could have explained a little bit more about the money situation because I work with people every day within uh, grassroots rugby league. And I think the big thing was, I wish they just come out and said, look, we're going to be spending $60, $70 million on this concept. Now, it's had so many people. I I, I don't know how they um, quantify the data for uh, viewerships and listens and, and, and everything that this is generating across the world. I just wish if they had said we're going to make we're going to spend this money on it, and for every for 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 ten cents in every dollar that we make is going to go directly to grassroots football. I think you would have just had everyone on the same page, and everyone out there goes, "How good's this? They're doing this to grow the game. Grassroots is going to see some of the money of it." At the moment, it's like, all right, well, grassroots needs money, and you're spending sixty-seven, yeah. seventy million over in the US. So that's the argument I've got. I just wish they come out and said we're going to we, we've got to spend money to make money, but if we every 10 cents, 10 cents in profit that we make or whatever it might be goes back to uh, grassroots footy, I think you would have had everyone on board. The overall concept, I, I'm a fan of it. I think you've, Peter Volandis has made a massive call. They have money to spend to make this happen to potentially make lots and lots of money. And then you see the real impact uh, on money going back to the grassroots. So don't mind the concept. Wish they did it a little bit differently. Yeah, transparency never been an overly strong point uh, for the NRL, but hopefully, you know, we'll put our faith. Uh, Saint PVL, he got us back on the field, one of the first sports in the world during COVID. Hopefully he can pull off a miracle here and then we see grassroots in Australia absolutely flooded with money and growing and growing as we uh, we hope it can. Mate, let's get on to our plays for the Vegas games. I'll be honest, they're tough fixtures because of the so many uncertainties uh, that come with it. What's your first play over there? Okay, this is boring again, but I have. It's because of the value. Okay, it's because of the value. Um, Alex Johnson to score dollar ninety five. Okay, dollar ninety five. So everywhere, 
a dollar, yeah, it is all right. That's why I'm doing it now. Everywhere else, you're looking at dollar seventy five, dollar seventy eight, dollar eighty, a dollar ninety five. You're getting nearly two bucks for AJ to score on the left edge. If Jacko was there, I'd be even more confident. I still believe they'll target uh, the right edge of Manly. I still believe that Cody Walker and Latrell are going to set it up for him and put it on a platter. So I, I like the AJ play at a dollar ninety five. My other play from that game is anytime try scorer is Tommy Turbo at two dollars fifty five. Uh, I reckon that if it is quick and some of these defences are on the back foot near the line, he might tuck it under the wing and just run over someone. Um, at $2.55 for Turbo to score on a really quick deck, they've got a new combination. Luke Brooks is going to bring him into the game even more. I reckon uh, I'm quite bullish about how Manly are going to go this year with Luke Brooks there. Mm. Now, this does hinge on that spine staying fit. But if they stay fit, I think that Manly could put some big score lines on throughout the year. This game, I like Manly. Overall, I think going forward, once the Rabbits get their side going, I think that they're the better play in, in terms of top four. But I, I'm quietly bullish around the Manly Seagulls this year. I'm with you because I think Tom Trebojevic, well, I don't, I mean, not I think, we know that he's an absolute freak. He just needs to stay fit. But... Every time going into the season, there's always concerns for him. I know he didn't play these trials, but you know why risk Tommy Trebojevic of all people in trials? Always concerns about him, his hammies and being underdone, whatever it might be. There were no hammies done last season. He got through 11 or 12 games and then did his peck in origin. It sounds like he's absolutely flying at training. But the one for me, Sam, is that man, the 5'8", Luke Brooks, who you've always been, as you said, pretty bullish about. And, and you've always liked him as a footballer. Talk to us about the impact you think he's going to – how do you think he's going to go up Manly? The pressure's going to be off in the sense that he's got DCE and Tommy Turbo. He's got these stars around him. He just has to play footy and run the ball a little bit, doesn't he? And put these blokes, particularly Tommy Turbo, just into space. What a great role for Luke Brooks. I just he, – he's – He's had the burden of a whole club on him for his whole career. He goes to a new club where you're the third, fourth biggest name, you know, potentially more. Um, he goes to the club with a simple role. You look after that left edge, link him with link him with Cherry Evans, and when Turbo wants the football, he gets it. Outside of that, if he wants to run, he runs. Kicking to that left-hand corner, DCE is going to love it because DCE still does the majority of the kicking, but you've got this beautiful left boot down the left edge. To defend that as a fullback and as a wingers is very, very difficult. So you've now got two great kicking options to control field position turn where they turn the football over. In turn, they're going to get the football where they want it and play down the right end. I reckon Luke Brooks is in for a really big year. The moment he signed there, I thought it was a great move for both Brooks and the club, and I'm really excited to see how Manly go this year. Would you be looking at uh, slotting Lukey Brooks into your Supercoach team at 5'8"? Troublesome position for us this year. When you get around to picking it. Well, I haven't had a chance to go over my Supercoach side. Um, I did message you yesterday to give me a little bit of a help around some of these, um, what do you call them, cheapies? cheapies. Or and I, just for the record too, if I play Supercoach, I will not be calling – you know, you've got nicknames for all these players that you've never met in your life. I won't be calling them the nicknames. <laughs> what do you mean, A Ray? What is that? <laughs> yeah. When you and him, you and my older brother speak about some of these players, it's like you've been mates for twenty five years. I'm just like, oh, can we just get rid of the nicknames? Me and A Ray are good mates. I saw him at a Bunnies game in 2015. <laughs> uh, my <laughs> moving on. Where were we? 
You're supposed to meant to not be a super coach podcast. What am I doing? <laughs> Vegas, Manly, Jackson Borlo, anytime try score, $2.70 with Ladbrokes. Manly are going up against that bunny's right edge that looks like Arrow, Ilias, it'll either be Isaiah Tass or Richie Kenner and Jacob Gagai on debut on the wing. Uh, again, I know it doesn't tie in wonderfully to the sentiments around the shorter, the five metres skinnier field, but I think you get a winger on Manly's strong side with Tom Trebojevic apparently flying in pre-season at $2.70. I think that's great value. Sam, did you have another one for us? I don't, but I like that play, and I'm beginning, becoming more and more bullish about Manly as the days go forward. Yeah, I think they're in for a big year as well. As we know, everything is hinging, basically. Everything's hinging on Tommy Tewovich. That being said, whether it's Ruben Garrick or whether it's Tolatau Cola, who played the last two games last season against really beaten up Tigers and Dogs outfits, they have some great fullback options there. So my Agreed. other play is the Roosters and Broncos. I know you mentioned, Sam, about it being a, a quick game and you know what does the ref do? Do they let the game really flow to put a show on in Vegas? Sam? No, just um, before you go there, I will have one more play for us for this game as well. Okay, so Roosters and Broncos, two really good defensive sides early on in the season. I think under 39.5 total points, you can get a $1.90 for that on points bet. I think the defence is going to be good. I think the attack's going to be clunky. A couple of players are out there. So a $1.90 for the unders. Sam, what was your last one? I like Ezra Mann. Anytime try score of $3.80, I think you can get, or $3.60 maybe. Uh, that's with sports bet. Uh, a little bit of overs to some of the others. I reckon with Walker on that edge, I think the back row or middle comes around the corner and tries to really help out Walker to to give him a chance. Ma'am off the left boot, back on the inside. I think that that's where he's going to be looking. We're, we're on a quick deck. Him in space. We've seen him when he doesn't have space and how dominant he can be. Walker's going to have to hold his man. I just reckon at some point in that game where someone tries to come across and help, uh, you'll see man kick off the left boot. Running was brilliant in that grand final. I think this quick track is absolutely made for him. Uh, I reckon the three dollars uh, three sixty is a is a wonderful bet. Wham bam, Ezra man, Sam, our all up, our moral of the week, a new concept that we are yet to name. So please, punters and listeners reach out, give us a name for it. We're here to find winners. We're not the most creative bunch in, on the planet. Uh, can you talk us through this, the new concept, the new uh, addition to our podcast this season? Yeah, so just quickly on that, we did, uh, Tim did throw up the Aaron Goral moral. So Aaron Goral, uh, last uh, 10 years coaching the mighty Queen Bee and Kangaroos. So guys, you're still in the running for the Aaron Goral moral. If someone else out there has something um, that they want to try and knock guys off with, go ahead. But yes, <laughs> We'll be doing all ups each week, uh, keeping it going. We're starting with Manly. $1.52 with points bet, giving away a seven and a half start. So the, the whole point of these is we're not looking at something that's going to turn our 100 into a 1,000 within a week. The plan is to turn our 100 into a 1,000 over, a, you know, a, you know, it could be six, seven weeks. I don't know. It's a big chance that it never gets there either. But if we can get it there, that's the plan of attack. So I'm starting at $1.52. You may see some even a bit shorter, but we might be starting from $0 again next week. So mainly $1.52, giving away the 7.5 start with points bet. Uh, I really like that bet. 
So we'll be going through the three of us each week. Uh, just one of us will uh, will have a crack at the moral of the week. Uh, as Sam said, it'll be going for things that we think are sure things that we can just build a kitty up. We want to get it to $1,000. SC Playbook will be fr- footing the bill for this one, throwing it on. Uh, and if we can get to $1,000, we're big supporters, obviously. We got about over about it. Uh, again and again on the potty. So country football on this podcast, we want to get to $1,000 and to be able to donate that back, whether it's to general country rugby league or whether it's maybe even just a bush footy club out there somewhere who's doing it a little bit tough. We can work out that and who it might be later on. Even if we don't, hopefully we do this about four or five times, Sam, and we can give heaps back to them. Worst case scenario, we'll make a donation at the end of the season if we... I highly doubt we will be doing it four or five times, Tim, (laughs) but if we can get to that thousand real quick and someone wants to put their balls on the line, maybe we will. We'll see. Well, we'll settle for one for now. If we can get to one, that'll be a nice little donation to make. Sam, that'll do us for the first episode of the Halfback Podcast for the season. Uh, You're good first up off a spell, mate. Fresh, yeah, a little bit of keenness about it. I've uh, been itching to try and get hold of this and get going. So it's great to be back. It's great to have everyone listening again. Uh, but we do like interaction. So jump on and um, and talk to us. Uh, don't bag us because um, I take it to heart still. Um, but I do enjoy interaction. No, 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 I'm only joking. Get out there, get, in, get involved with us. And um, yeah, it's going to be a good year. Bloody oath, mate. All right, guys, thanks for tuning in. We'll see you next week. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.